the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Good news, squirrel. Looks like we've got an agreement between Venezuela and America. Looks like we're going to get a dental hygienist, crack-smoking hooker from Calabasas in exchange for El Chapo. I think we can put the deal together. It turns out Putin says he's up for more. More prisoner swaps. Why not? However, there was a little song in the background. He was still reeling from the party with Victor. Today, fantastic Friday, we party like Russian arms dealers. Forget about the Ukrainian lobbyists, although they can keep up with us. In the meantime, the spin, the bull dung coming from the dimwit in diapers, still coming out in the Democrat morons. Keep nodding, because they can't decide if he's old or just transgendered. She'll be back in the arms of her loved ones, and, uh, and she should have been there all along. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. That's the part I want to focus on. This is a day we've worked toward for a long time. So this is what it looks like when you work for something. But that wasn't the spin all day yesterday. It was not what I was hearing from the people not in diapers. Uh, the, the deal that, uh, that we got with Ms. Greiner was the only deal we could get, and now was the only moment we could get it. Give me a real estate broker from anywhere in this country who's got their license six months ago. Six months ago could negotiate a better deal. But this is what Democrats want you to believe. They want you to believe, oh, shucks, what did you expect? After all, Joe Biden has always been the dumbest son of a dog this country's ever had as a politician. In the meantime, this is the best deal we could get. But here's diapers. We never stopped pushing for her release. It took painstaking and intense negotiations, and I want to thank... You know, the government could make putting a light bulb in sound like a difficult job. But I can't help but notice an article that didn't get much attention. It's one that I found despicable. As I found it despicable... The day before September 11th. Here's from the day before September 11th. We are, as they say, uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. They lost $2.3 trillion, the Pentagon. This is from seven days ago. Pentagon admits it cannot account for another $2 trillion. In a recent audit, 39% of all 27 Pentagon agencies, 39% can only account for the money 
for the CPS student that may not figure out how to change the radio station. That means 61% of our money is gone in the wind. And yet I hear from Republicans constantly about the defense budget. You don't give a rip about the ramifications of the people that are dying. How much of that money turns back to the hands of the Russian arms dealers? Not to mention the strippers. They had a good night last night in Moscow. Almost as good as Hunter Biden, the crack-smoking scum, when he went there and was bribed by the Moscow mayor. In the meantime, is anybody concerned about the money? Or is it just more lipstick on the pig from the 80-year-old dimwit salesman, whether it's Biden or Pelosi or Mitch McConnell? They all got the same old lady face. All the hardworking public servants across my administration who worked tirelessly to secure her release. I also want to thank the UAE for helping us facilitate Britney's return. Oh, yes. The UAE. Now, those are, I don't know, I can't keep them track. They're the Saudis without the tablecloth on their head. Same thing. They all married our first cousins. Now everybody's all related, and they're controlling the oil. Well, there was another little event that you should be made aware of yesterday. Hailing what he called a new era in ties with the Arab world, Chinese President Xi Jinping signed a series of strategic deals with Saudi Arabia on Thursday. The leader from China, the world's biggest energy consumer, received a lavish welcome from the oil-rich nation. Xi's car was escorted to the king's palace by members of the Saudi Royal Guard. Right? Wait a minute, squirrel, no fist bump? What about the fist bump? You get off the plane, we give you a fist bump, we go let you have your diaper changed like the American president, no? ...Arabian horses and carrying Chinese and Saudi flags. She also met with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, the de facto ruler of Saudi Arabia. The two stepped into a pavilion as a military band played the country's national anthems. The display stood in stark contrast to the low-key welcome extended to U.S. President Joe Biden in July... Ties between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia have been strained by the kingdom's energy policy and the 2018 murder of U.S.-based Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah, who gives a rip? That son of a dog. That's an, uh, He's another useful idiot excuse. Let's call him Griner. Griner. Whatever. In the meantime, we're losing on every fracking front. And you want me to believe it's just because Joe Biden's stupid? I mean, it's easy to believe. The International Energy Agency recently concluded that our significant climate investment will quote. He cannot enunciate one word because the dementia stops the speech. He can't not enunciate that dimwit. Help turbocharge the emerging global clean energy, clean energy economy. I was reading their quote. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, can you believe it? Putin wants to do oh, more trades. Yeah, I hope you make money tonight, squirrel. Like one of these hookers working at party last night, celebrating with Victor Bout and Vladimir Putin. As for the rest of the world, they're kind of picking their team as well. It's an understood, accepted fact that you have the West, U.S.-led, you have China as the next uh, potential axis. Where does India fit into this? Are you no, planning to not? The, no, I- I'm sorry. That is exactly where I disagree with you. This is, this is the construct you are trying to impose on me, and I don't accept it. I mean, I, I don't feel, I don't think it's necessary for me to join this axis or not, and if I'm not joining this, I must be with the other one. I don't accept that. You know what that sounds like, Squirrel? If you forgive me for thinking, it's the end of the petrodollar. 
because that son of a gun in India is smarter than anybody. If you combine them in the Democrat mafia, in the Senate, including this dimwit dingbat that I'm supposed to be celebrating cinema, I don't give a rip what this imbecile decides to do. She was a Democrat yesterday. All of a sudden, she's got principles, morals, fundamentals, and dignity. I don't think so. The world is laughing laughing at us and it has good reason to how are you baby how old are you how old are you i'm 30 you freak america is a nation that can be defined in a single word i was in the foot foot, excuse me the foothills of the himalayas with xi jinping traveling with them Unless we travel 17,000 miles. Oh, my word. And while that's going on, we're getting crippled by our energy department, led by another political lying whore. Methane is responsible for half the warming of the planet. Mm -hmm. It's also the fastest reduction that we could get conceivably. So we now have 150 nations that have joined in the methane pledge, which is to have a global reduction of methane by 30 percent globally. Why wouldn't they sign it? Why wouldn't all of these third world dimwit hellholes run by fascist and corrupt oligarchs all bribed by America? Why wouldn't they sign it? So we have to, the industrialized world has to not only clean up our act, but we've got to help these countries do what they need to do without further hurting the environment. We have to pay them, in my view. We have to compensate them for what they're doing. These 80-year-olds are doing more damage to this country than if we were attacked by Putin, which is why he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to. The cancer in this country is crippling the ordinary man. So you want to talk about... PPI, you want to talk about CPI? It's all fracking terrible. Or should we talk about Janet Yellen is the first woman to sign money? Is she really a woman? I'd like to flip her upside down because she looks like twice the man of Mitch McConnell to me. Tonight we party. It's a fantastic Friday. Like Russian arms dealers. I want you to go out and have a good time because it could be the end of the world tomorrow. After all, we've got all kinds of chaos and all kinds of nonsense. And we have a traitor in the White House. A bought and paid for asset of China that is kicking our teeth in every day. A bought and paid asset of the Ukraine. We cannot find 20 billion and we're not even looking for it. We can't find 2 trillion. You think we could give a rip about $20 billion? And in the meantime, new bill passed. Almost a trillion dollars to the military-industrial complex that's laughing. Laughing. I just hope that Victor Bout had a great time last night. I hope he, could, I hope he woke up. I know he's exhausted, probably walking like he got ridden by Pete Buttigieg. However, I know he's got new weapons to sell, and we're going to keep him in business. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. And Victor's probably still going on the yacht. A lot of thongs walking around. There's not a woman on the boat that looks like a Chicago Democrat. Not one! That one size 16 Lululemons destroying the inner thigh. Caroline Wheaton. Hey, Sean. Hi. How are you? Thanks for taking my call. I'm oh. fine. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. I always like to talk to the ladies on Friday night Russian Techno Day. 
Yes. Oh, I love it. I love the song. I'm I'm ready to party. Thank you. Yeah. Like Thanks, Victor. Hey, um, has there been a confirmation of that um, Andrea Mitchell report that he had a choice? Biden had a choice between Waylon and this basketball player. You always have a choice in any negotiation. Nothing is off the table. How about this for how about this for a choice? Oh, oh, you want Victor Bout back? Well, how about I send you his hand? Unless I get everybody I want back. <laughs> You want to do that? I'll send you his hand, then tomorrow I'll send you his foot. You want to do that? How about you give every American I want back, or I rip out his eyelashes and send them to you one at a time? You want to do that? See, that's how we should do it. But we're never going to do that, and we're always going to lose. And that's why Victor Bout is having the time of his life along with his good pal Vladimir Putin, and they're laughing for a mere $3.5 million they bought an American president. Could you imagine how they laugh yeah. about the crack-smoking son? Everybody knows what a piece of dung that kid is. Everybody but the American Democrat voter who doesn't give a rip about his country because he's a traitor to it. So, of And I like your idea of the swap with Chapo. Chapo should get working on the oh, swap yeah. for him. We get, yeah, we get the dental hygienist uh, crack whore from Calabasas back. It's all <laughs> worth it. Let old Chapo out. Maybe he can organize the Sinaloa so they stop killing everybody in the neighborhoods. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Come on, Sam. Not done. Don't forget this one. Big song. Big song. Go, Victor. Go, Victor. I think they do that Russian dance where they go down and they kick their legs up. Oh, yeah. Those Russians. They're limber. Limber. A lot of blow on the table. Look like the take, uh, uh, an outtake from John Wick 3. Daniel, Salem, Wisconsin. John, you kill me every time I listen to you. Thank you. But listen to this. Please, you're Italian. I'm Italian. Listen. Hey, you know what the Justice Department, what we need to do is have that separate from the Democrats and the, uh, the Republicans so that there's no bias. What do you think, Sean? Well, <laughs> what you're describing is the way it always was until recently, brother. I agree with you. Of course, it's ridiculous that the president appoints the head, the head of the Department of Justice. Do you know that in the beginning of this country, who the vice president was supposed to be, it's not supposed to be some tramp from California. The vice president is supposed to be the candidate that lost. See, there's always supposed to be government watching each other. They're not supposed to be a mobocracy because what happens is they become more like the Soviet Union than America. And that's why you have ferret-faced Chicago Democrat couple Merrick Garland, who isn't going to investigate the people shooting up the, the electric uh, companies uh, outside of uh, all the states. He likes the eco-terrorists. He's not going to go after Antifa. That's how he got in office. He's going after you, the Trump supporter. And have you, have you heard what Katie Hobbs, you know who Katie Hobbs is, don't you, Squirrel? She's the governor of, of Arizona that stole the election. She used to be the secretary of state. Now, here's a dimwit who's going to talk, and she's got to flip the pages when she talks. Listen to this moron. But as a Democrat goes, this is about as smart as you're going to get. As we've learned these past few years, protecting our democracy requires everyone's participation to help discern truth from fiction and listen to experts seeking to uphold our laws and republic rather than promote conspiracies. False claims that undermine our democracy remain prevalent. We need to look no further than the effort by some elected officials last week to prevent this canvas from happening by refusing to uphold Arizona's... What a fracking moron. I can't even listen to this imbecile bimbo talk. 
What she wants you to do is start to report your neighbor who thinks that she stole the election because she stole the election. Just like Joe Biden stole the election. And the last thing they want is people talking about it. And that's why the Twitter, oh, they were shadow banning. No dung. No Durbin. Everybody knew that. Everybody knew that. They worked in conjunction with because they called them in early in 2017 and said, don't ever let this happen again or you won't have a company. And how can we make that? How can we make that threat stick? If you have a small business or a side hustle and get paid through Venmo, which I'm sure Elon Musk does not, maybe PayPal since he helped found it or Cash App, the IRS now wants to know you will now have to report any payment of $600 or more. Our business correspondent, Rahel Solomon, joins us now. I have so so many questions on this, including what if you're paying your, you know, someone like you're splitting the cost of a trip with someone, you're paying a friend back. Does that- and in a slave country that would tolerate even the floating of this kind of law. Hey, scum government that cannot account for 60 percent of the money in just the Pentagon. Hey, scum government. It's my money, you rat bastard. You don't come over here and tell me how much of my money I can keep. Why do you keep wasting ours? That should be the question. But everyone's afraid of the IRS. Do you ever see an IRS agent? I'll slap the taste out of their mouth. Most of them are 400-pound women. Let them become taxable income? No, not necessarily. Okay. So this is a pretty big deal and will impact a lot of people. Fact, squirrel, you know what I'm doing this weekend? I'm blowing all my money this weekend. Every one of them. I'm going to the racetrack. I'm going to put it all on number three. Let's see how we do. Stupid son of a dog. Intimidate me? You think you're intimidating me? You're inspiring me, Mafia. Mitchell displays. You know, Sean, you talk about Donald Rumsfeld. He was Secretary of Defense for, obviously, Bush, and also Secretary of Defense for Gerald Ford. Now, the $2.3 trillion that you're never going to find, the reason why we go to Iraq is because Saddam Hussein was giving away oil. Mitch. Mitchell, that's, that, that money's already been stolen. They lost another $2 right. trillion. There's another oh, $2 trillion they can't afo- uh, account for. And you're going to audit that's people over $600? You rat bastards. You blew 60 cents out of every dollar in the Pentagon. And you're going to audit every American over $600? You better sit in the corner and shut your mouth, government. What a crock of dung. In the meantime, go to, go to Vegas and party like you're Russian. Arms dealer. Go, G man, go, G man, you freaking scum. 312 642 5600. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. I am 560. The answer. AM 560. The answer. Victor, get off the table. You're starting to look like Nancy Pelosi. Get your face out of the blow. I wonder if they had any ball-peen hammers that stunk. Nah, probably not at that party. But at the other party, oh, they had a plethora of stinky hammers. Jim, Joliet. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Happy Friday. Happy Friday, man. Hey, I just wanted to tell you, I got audited many years back, and, uh, it was a result of a business that failed. I lost a lot of money, and uh, it really it drove me into the poorhouse, literally. Yeah. And uh, I told him at the end of our conversation. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I could hear you, babe. Okay, yeah, I told him at the end of our conversation. I said, are you serious? You want money from me? I live in a rooming house. I don't even have my own bathroom. You want, you want money? You got an army. Come and take it. Here's the thing, Jim. You know what's funny? I want to get my, uh, honey bunny, get my 380 pounds of free legal advice. Just call a tavern in Elmhurst. Someone will know where he is. I want to get him on the phone. I want to sue the government. 
You mean to tell me the Pentagon lost 60 cents of every dollar? The Pentagon lost six. Let's get this straight, Jim. The Pentagon lost 60 cents of every dollar we gave it over the last seven years. The Social Security Division does not have a trust fund. We don't know where that money is. It's time we start thinking like them. I want my money back. Agreed. Now let's sue them. Or at least, the idea they're going to intimidate me. You don't inti- I'll set the money on fire. I don't give a rip about money. I give a rip about principle. You're twice the man. You're twice the man of any government employee, Jim. You hang in there, and you're definitely twice the man of uh, well, you know, uh, Rich. Where is she? Oh, here she is. Throughout my career, I have focused on the intersection between medical, men. There's where our money's going. Why don't you pick yourself out a nice skirt, something that fits your big fat ass for once. Rich and Rosemont. Uh, hi, Sean. Uh, I'm a senior who lives alone, and I believe I have a 100% attendance record for listening to your show. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. I love that. Thank you, Rich. Means the okay, world. Yeah, my question is, is this law or whatever it is, is passed about the $600 uh, and up that has to be notified to the government. What kind of transactions are they talking about, and when did this all start? Let's go over it, Rich. You stay on the line. Don't hang up. Essentially what it means okay. is that if you uh, provide some service, if you have some sort of side hustle, some sort of side gig, and you receive more than $600 in payments over a year, or one transaction that is more than $600, you are likely going to get a tax form. To put this in perspective, the threshold, the bar, used to be $20,000. So that's why this is going to impact a lot. So, Rich, if you have a helper that comes there, you have a, 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 a relative that comes and just visits you a little while, and you give her a check, and you give her some money, or whatever the case is, and you give her over $600, that girl has to pay income tax on it. It used to be $20,000. So now what okay. that means is less people will come and visit seniors. Less people will drop off because the government simultaneously with this not only disincentivizes earning money, they pay you to be a welfare roach. So what what is happening is society is imploding. But here's the good thing for you, Rich. You got two good things going for you. You're an old man, and you were born when America was at its peak. You were a patriot. You believed in the principles. When you said the Pledge of Allegiance, it meant something. When politicians took the oath, it meant something. The good news is your lifespan was arguably among the best years in this country. And you got a T-shirt from me because you listen to my show every day. Hold on. See? It's not always losers. But in the meantime, has anybody given any thought, these simpletons, these morons, these politicians, have they given any thought to the ramifications on the private economy? You see, because these whores, they don't care. They don't despise the ideologies that our soldiers went and died for. They don't despise the imperialists. They don't despise the socialists, the Marxists, the communists. Because what they understand is those government people in those systems are gods, were gods among the citizens. That's what they desire. And by any means necessary. Here's John fracking Carey. If you remember, his own soldiers that served with him called him a coward, a traitor, a scum. Now he's a god. I don't want to diminish one iota the horror of what is happening in Ukraine and the absolute uh, the illegality and the depravity of what has been taking place there. Do you mean the fact that our $20 billion is spent? 
Or are you still talking about the climate bull dung? Here's the good news, Carrie. By 2030, you'll be carbon. So back on the loss and damage fund, though, I mean, is there going to have to be U.S. taxpayer money that helps the United States? Presumably the United States is going to have to be one of the nations that contributes. Well, it would be great if there were some. Uh, it's, uh, I mean, the United States of America proudly is the largest humanitarian donor in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The American people already do an enormous amount. By the way, not the government. See, the government kills people, kills poor people, occupies countries, has slaughtered we don't even know how many. So the government isn't helping people. And if they do help you, you ain't going to like the way it looks. I say the whole world must learn of our peaceful ways by force. Who helps people are the citizens, the private citizens, the organizations like Food for the Poor, the organizations that recognize who the real problem in the world is. Political whores like John Kerry. By the way, his stepson is also a 50% owner of Rosemont Seneca. And in the meantime, John Kerry, he's just a good guy. And, and so everything has to accelerate and, and by you know, vast amounts. We have to be deploying renewables six times faster than we are today. We have to be deploying electric vehicles about 20 times faster than we are today. If you're going to keep the Earth's temperature at 1.5 degrees of increase. Right. And what about blowing up everybody? Hey, you, stupid. You look like the apple tree in the Wizard of Oz. What about blowing up everybody? Huh? Scumbag? And what about our money in the Pentagon? You want to maybe find the $4.7 trillion that have been missing since Donald Rumfeld was putting lipstick on the pig of the government? You want to talk about that? Now, what about new contracts with the Pentagon? Anybody? The Pentagon has an early Christmas present for big tech. On Wednesday, it handed out cloud computing contracts worth a total $9 billion to four firms. So four firms got $9 billion Wednesday. Four firms. Anybody want to guess? They're the same Silicon Valley oligarch-run firms that have censored the information about the crack-smoking son of the greatest political whore to ever steal an office called Joe Biden. Same firms. This is called a payoff. It's the same reason we let out Victor Boot for some seven-foot pot-smoking freak. Has nothing to do with her. It's about paying off bribery. Alphabet unit Google, Amazon Web Services, software giant Microsoft, and Oracle Corp. That is to build the so-called joint warfighting cloud capability. Joint warfighting cloud capability. And here we are, some... Meth head shoots a couple of bullets into an electric box. 45,000 people are without power. Pentagon, ah, there's always power. There's always money. There's always corruption. And the IRS, they don't want you to spend more than $600. More people. And this will likely create a bit of confusion because folks who, now to be fair, we were all supposed to be reporting all of our income all of it. to begin with. But now the IRS knows if you make money on these third-party platforms. And we can show you an example of some of them. It's, it's Venmo. It's PayPal. It's uh, Zelle, eBay. Amazon. Because what you're just waking up to, dimwit, you don't have any money. The government lets you pretend you make it. Then they tell you what you could keep. And what they do with their money? Slave, you don't ask questions where the 60 cents out of every dollar is in the Pentagon. Slave, don't ask about the money to the oligarchs in Ukraine. And slave, don't ever, ever talk about money that was given to a crack-smoking son of a political whore. 312-642-5600. 
I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM 560. The answer. You know what's never taxed well? Campaign contributions. Never. You know when little Adam Kinzinger, the traitor scum that he is, the Democrat asset, when he gets to retire and walk away from Congress, he gets all the money in his war chest. And as long as he sits down with some whore and talks about politics, it's tax-free. Woo! That's living. K Street. No taxes. Woo! What about you? Not you, squirrel. You work hard. You pay taxes. You pay taxes. And what about the government? Where's the Social Security money, you fracking scumbags? Ah, don't worry about it. Don't ask any questions. Where's the Republicans? This is time now. How about Kevin McCarthy, that moron with the IQ of 60? Has he said a word about this? I don't think he has. I don't think anybody has. On marketplace. So, say for example, if you sell a couch for six hundred dollars, well, you're probably going to get a ten ninety nine k for this. So I talk- now burn the couch. You're going to sell the couch for six hundred dollars. Take it outside and burn it. You don't pay taxes, and you give the finger to the eco Nazis. How do you like that, scumbags? I'll play this game all day long and twice on Sunday with you. Greg Lagrange. Hey, how you doing? Got a little Rick Flair going there with the woos, huh? I'm aggravated. I'm aggravated. These fracking half men and fat, I think women, they think they're intimidating me? You're scaring me? I make the money. It's my money. You don't get to treat me like a slave. Or what I'll do is I'll do this for free. I'll do everything for free. Now what are you going to text? Text Gatsan Ghoul. Text your mother's derriere. Go ahead. So... So this is clearly different than a gift tax. Uh, I gift a gift to somebody that you're going to give away. But let me let me ask you this scenario. So you got a platform going in. You're exchanging dollars. You're over six hundred dollars. Somebody's tracking it. Say I, say my neighbor can put in a hot water tank, and I have to buy a hot water tank, and I deal in cash. How's he, how are you going to how are you going to track that? You know what you got to do. I mean, you go to Delaware. You open up a LLC. You put it in that same building that's got 40 million LLCs where Hunter Biden, the scum Joe Biden, they all have their LLCs, the, the dimwit whore brother. And you just pretend, you put their name on it. You just put put FJB on it and see if you get audited. Because they won't audit Sean, it. I think, Sean, I think, that the, I think where we're moving to is digital currency is going to be tracked by the government. I think that's where you're going because once once you can start tracking... Uh, money coming in and out of accounts, it's game over, right? Hey, Greg, I mean, do you know what the, tax, the, you know what the income tax is in Russia? Uh, 13%. 13%, flat tax. Do yeah, you know what the yeah. debt to GDP what? is in Russia? I don't know that, no. 17%. You know what we are? Yeah, I mean, 134%. Oh, We're I a superpower, huh? Superpower. We're led by a moron with a diaper. Superpower. We got transvestites in the government stealing purses off of uh, uh, airport security bags. He's the guy in charge of nuclear. This is a freaking freak show. Joe Oaklawn. Hi, Sean. Does it accumulate to 600 Like if I get $200 and $200, like say I scrap metal, do you know what they look at that, do you think? Here, let's find out. I got more to clip. Hold on. If you get a 1099 form this year, and most probably will, right, if you've had any sort of extra income, don't panic, but also think about, do you have any expenses that you could sort of write off against that? So, um, You know what you could do, Joe? 
when you go to sell that stuff at the scrap mart, you tell them that your name is Speedy Gonzalez and you know Paquito. I know Paquito. And then they'll let you go. And you might get $1,000 a month in food stamps, Joe. You got to start thinking like your government is your enemy. Because if you're an honest man, if you believe in the principle of property rights, this government is your enemy. And the Republicans that are supposed to fight for you, I don't hear them doing anything. Did you hear one of them talk about this? If you're unsure, consult a tax professional, but it's a pretty big deal. But this is this is incredibly significant because of exactly... Nah, my name is Hector Gomez. I don't speak English, but I do like Russian dance music. I'll tell you, it's catchy. Get on it. Now you start dressing like John Wick, get a couple of hookers, it'll be like Washington, D.C., Woo! like it used to be. Now I think there's all guys dancing with each other. Mark, Northwest Indiana. Hey, Sean, how are you? Aggravated. Hey, listen, you? Um, you know, I'm aggravated. Too. It's ready. I'm ready for the uh, state to divorce. It's time to break this country apart. But, I want uh, away you know, from these filthy pigs. The only thing that's great is I can't even bump into one here. I go next door, all construction guys, all bikers. You look at them, you say, ah, these guys got not a Democrat in the fracking place. I love it. Go ahead. You know, uh, in Florida, they have a fund that will protect its citizens against the IRS abuse coming to them. And I think that's beautiful. And we're going to have to find states to do that to protect us. I got to call in to Byron Donalds. I'm going to I'm going to talk to him because the idea that the government is guaranteeing they're going to audit all of us who are Republicans, but you cannot account for 60 percent of the money in the Pentagon. Someone's got to go to jail, brother. Someone's got to go because you know what happens, Mark. If you don't follow their ticky tack rules, you go to jail. They take your stuff. You know, Never forget Red Fox in the 70s. He was on his driveway crying. Red Fox, they put him in the poorhouse. He was doing his song and dance till he died. He lived in a two-room apartment outside of Las Vegas. Did you know that? A two-room haunted house. Hey, I, got, I, got, I got one more book for you. I, I hope you picked up The American Divorce. But there's one more book. There's a guy that turned Florida red. He is the most decorated war hero of all time. His name is Colonel Bud Day. He turned the panhandle red, and he'll tell you everything you want to know about McCain. He served with him in the Hanoi Hilton. And he talked a lot about uh, John Kerry as well. The man Mark, is amazing. The book is Mark, I went along with you. I will look into it, okay. and I want to tell you how much I appreciate you calling and listening. Thank you, Mark. I will definitely look into Bud Day. I'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Often the best Americans are the ones who are first generation or descendants from those people that fled communism, Marxism, Sovietism. Sometimes they're the people who right now are fleeing socialist hellholes from around the world who come to a country based in principles and the individual and the unalienable rights of the citizens. Unfortunately, the generations of Americans who were born into freedom and liberty are the ones who are now calling for fascism. There's no other way to say it. 
My next guest is somebody who recognizes this. He served 15 years in law enforcement with the state of Florida. He now is the Florida State Director and Director of Outreach for Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, for Gun Owners of America. His name is Luis Valdez. Luis, thank you for joining me. How are you? Sean, it is a pleasure to be on your show, and thank you for the hard work and effort that you do in spreading the word of freedom in Chicago and across the country. You know, Lewis, what's funny is that um, in my life, when I was very young, before preschool, my best friend was Cuban, and his family was, uh, the father was here in college when Fidel Castro took everybody on the island prisoner, killed tens of thousands of people, and turned it into a prison island. And all of my life, I was in their house. Father told me about the birds and the bees. I mean, we were very close. And it was through that story that I really had a different appreciation for not just America, but for my uncles who fought in World War II against the socialists there in in Germany and the imperialists in Japan. And it's something that I am astonished people are willing to not only give away their own freedom. Most people are useless anyway. But now what we're seeing over the last three years, the open fascism. The open collectivism, the open top-down call to even tell on your neighbor, as uh, Katie Hobbs in Arizona just called for today, it is reminiscent of the stories I heard as Fidel destroyed a once beautiful island. This has to infuriate you. It does. It, It infuriates me because we have individuals in the United States literally following the same exact game plan that Fidel Castro and his underlings ushered in in Cuba. I mean, look at Illinois' governor right now. He's pushing gun control when Fidel Castro, right after seeking power, the first thing he did was he stood before the Cuban people and he said, Admas por meaning guns, why? Why do you need guns to protect yourself? We, the state, will protect you. And as you've seen for over 60 years, my... Patria, people from my family's homeland have fled through shark-infested waters on rickety boats built from scrap wood and garbage to reach the promised land that is the United States of America. And you have people like, uh, all, all across in New York, you have in the Biden administration, you have in Illinois, California, Massachusetts, wanting to strip people of their inalienable God-given rights. And somewhere in this argument... What is lost is the way that we became free, is that we rebelled, practiced anarchy against a monarch in London, in England. This is something that is lost. And the reason that it is the Second Amendment is because it isn't just to protect myself against other Americans who, who, who need to do me harm. It's, that's a component of it. But it's to pro- protect myself from an invasion of like-minded totalitarians that want to come and take my things. Yet, that's the only guarantee I have from my government. As my government has declared me the enemy, the honest man, the earner of his income, I'm the target. And as you see, a government that now, today, admits it cannot account for 60 cents out of every dollar that's given to the Pentagon. It cannot account for any of the Social Security money. In fact, it really can't account for much of our money. How are we not to feel just a better-dressed version of a Cuban citizen, you got you hit the nail straight on the head. You you you're you're preaching to the choir on that. What is going on is horrific on so many levels because it is an iron-fisted dictatorship wrapped in a velvet glove. Yeah. And all I hear constantly from 
uh, lawmakers like um, uh, Illinois State Representative Bob Morgan, you know, how he's pushing um, HB uh, 58-55, as he calls it, the Protect Illinois Communities Act, which in reality all it is is it's a gun control act to strip law-abiding Illinois residents of their Second Amendment rights and their constitutional liberties. You know, people like him are saying, oh, well, we need to do this to make society safer, to make the streets safer, to make to make it safer so a mother and father could walk their kid down the sidewalks. Well, look, as a cop for 15 years, I could tell you what makes a street safer for a mother and father to, to push their kid down the sidewalk in a stroller. It's allowing those parents to be legally armed. Because as we already know, Illinois has some of the most draconian gun laws in the country with their FOID uh, permitting requirements. Their concealed carry permit requirements are ridiculous. Now, even though it's shell issue, finally, after being literally manhandled into the 21st century by federal courts, when the state government refused to in any way, shape, or form, and the threat was either the state of Illinois adopts a permitting system or they'll automatically become a constitutional carry jurisdiction, God forbid the Democrats in office in uh, Springfield uh, would allow that to happen. So they came up with the most draconian permitting system they could under the court's rulings. And we've already seen assault weapons bans don't work. It didn't work under the Clinton administration. It didn't reduce crime in any way. And the assault weapons bans that have been passed by a number of municipalities that were grandfathered in uh, before Illinois adopted state preemption, it hasn't worked there either. You think the criminals in the south side of Chicago care if they could carry or possess a firearm without a permit? No. We have bets on the station, like every office in Chicago, of how many shootings there will be every weekend. The kids that are shooting, the criminals that are shooting, they don't give a rip about any law. The biggest problem now, stores are boarded up because the savages run in and they grab out the items off the shelf. They're shooting indiscriminately. The only thing that can help them is what always helps on a good, honest citizen who is willing to stand up for himself and others. This is common knowledge. Yet here we are arguing with people who have consistently failed for 100 years. But ultimately, can I depend on my government to defend me? Not the corrupt state government that would elect a governor who was caught on 17 hours of FBI tape cutting another deal with another Democrat scumbag named Rod Blagojevich, but yet the people are willing to vote for Pritzker because he, he says he's going to give everyone money. Can the federal government come to the rescue of those people in Illinois, or do they have to join me and you and move to Florida where I can carry because I'm born an American citizen? We would love it if the federal government actually upheld its end of the bargain where it was entrusted by the founding fathers to uphold our inalienable rights. Because remember, that's what the Constitution does. It doesn't grant rights. It enumerates rights. It enumerates rights that we were born with, that existed even before pen-touched paper and the Constitution was written. Yeah, and the Enlightenment. In a, in, in a just world, our federal government would be rushing into states like Illinois and mandating through force, through legal force, that the state of Illinois would respect and honor Illinois residents' and Second Amendment rights, like how the federal government was supposedly doing it back in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s during the Civil Rights Movement in the South. But we don't see that happening. We see the federal government 
standing by and allowing state governments and municipalities to run roughshod over our rights. And people's um, wallets are speaking louder than their votes are. They're fleeing. There is an economic brain drain on Illinois, just like there's an economic drain on New York and California. People are fleeing to states that respect their constitutional rights, that respect their ability to defend themselves, that respects their ability to raise their families as they see fit, to res- that respects their rights to make an honest dollar and keep that honest dollar. That's why people like you move to Florida. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately, I have a nephew who is a uh, policeman in Chicago. I have friends who are cops in my old neighborhood and some in my town. I, I still have a, an interest in, in a town outside there. I mean, and these are good guys. These are guys who think like me and you. But ultimately, these will be the ones who are tasked to carry out the fascism. We are going to a place where sooner or later they're going to go to an honest man's house to take his guns. I think I know how that could go. My question to you is, do you think there are enough good state policemen, of which I I happen to be in contact with a couple who I love, who believe just like you and I do. Ultimately, they're going to be told, go get Sean Thompson's guns. Do you think they will recognize that order and do it, or will they uphold the oath they took? Because the reason this isn't supposed to happen, all these levels of government take the oath to uphold my constitutional right. Do you think that the, the guys who are tasked, because it's not going to be the fat slob governor, guy never did anything in his life, it'll be the cops. Do you think they'll follow through? I pray to God that my brothers and sisters that wear the badge to this day know the difference between the, political, the, the legal theory of malum in se versus malum prohibitum. And for the listeners that don't know, it's Latin for simply illegal because it's bad versus illegal because it's prohibited by order or edict. Malaman say is very simple. Rape, murder, assault, battery, theft. That is bad by nature. That's bad because it's bad. But something as simple as owning a 30-round magazine for a semi-automatic rifle or owning a semi-automatic rifle is illegal because of malum prohibitum, because some government bureaucrat decided to make it illegal and there needs to be a wake-up call with my brothers and sisters wearing the badge that they took an oath to uphold and defend our constitutional rights our national model is a latin term too e pluribus unum out of many one together as a people as a collective body we control the ultimate power not government officials, not bureaucrats, not some high panty wasted uh, wannabe dictator in Springfield or in D.C. It is we, the people, that hold the ultimate power, and we must exercise that power. We have four boxes we have the soap box, we have the ballot box, we have the jury box, and we have the cartridge box. And I yeah. pray to God we never have to get to that fourth box. No, I agree because, with you, Lewis. I don't because, want I don't because, want any violence. I think the writing is there, the men, the amendments are there, so that law yep. is my shield, not their weapon. Yet, I, I, I say this broadcasting tonight from Florida, and I wasn't planning on it. I would have stayed in Illinois, but the climate was so uncomfortable for me, somebody who values liberty and freedom, that I left. And it's heartbreaking 
because so many of my friends and family are not in that position to do so. But ultimately, I'm hoping for the law to come in and be their shield. And I think it can only happen through knowledge, not violence. I, you know, this is the this is but you're backing people into a corner and bad things will happen. And I, I say this because prior to Illinois adopting that law. I was a young guy working at the South Water Market, which is a produce area, which was bad. It was a bad area. And at 14, 15, 16, I had the gu- a gun. I carried it on me because I was not going to allow the law to turn me into a victim. And that's how my brain thought with my education at that time in my life. And at this age, when I go back, if they take all my licenses away, I'm going to do it again because I'm going to protect myself. The government isn't going to protect me. They never do. So, ultimately, you're going to take law-abiding people, and you're going to turn them into criminals. And that almost feels like the goal to me. It, it, it does, and it's sad, because we've already seen. The only thing laws do is they stop honest people. Criminals are criminals because they break the law. Last I checked, murder has been illegal since the Code of Hammurabi, and yet people still commit it. People still violate it. And in Chicago... Up until McDonald v. Chicago in 2008, you had a ban on the ownership and possession of handguns within Chicago city limits going back to the 1970s. Did that in any way stop crime? No, criminals didn't care. The only people affected were the law-abiding. And for your listeners, if they want to fight the good fight, they need to do three things. They need to be loud and proud as gun owners and constitutionalists. They need to put pressure on their elected officials. And more importantly, and I know this is a shameless plug and self-promotion. No, I want you to. to. They need to join Gun Owners of America. But I'm going to tell your listeners why. GOA, we are the only no-compromise gun rights organization in the country. We're not going to hem and haw with lawmakers. We're not going to say, well, if you give us this, we'll give up that. No, we don't believe in that. Our philosophical core foundation is... This is a God-given inalienable right that belongs to every man, woman, and child in this country, and we will defend it. And every penny that we get from our members, we spend on the fight. I cover Florida, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. I don't travel in a three-piece suit. I don't fly in a private jet. When I go to Pensacola and Key West and everywhere in between here in Florida, I do it in my own personal truck. I wear my best pair of jeans, boots, and a polo shirt, and I fight hard. I go to Tallahassee in our state capital here, and I fight just as hard as I do in San Juan, and I do in St. Thomas. Well, I'm joining it, and on behalf of my listeners, I want uh, to thank you, because we don't have anything like this in Illinois. We have cowards. We have politicians that are working against honest people. The whole time, the cartels, the street gangs are taking over everywhere. So I want to thank you on behalf of the people you don't even know, because you're helping them and you're inspiring them. So it's gunownersofamerica.com. What is the, what is the web? It, 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 it's gunownersorg and it's $25 a year. And look, we spend $25 on stupider stuff going through drive throughs at McDonald's and Burger King. We could easily spend $25 to fight our Second Amendment rights. But the more important thing is, is when people join GOA, we give them up-to-the-date information on how to be active and how to get involved. Thank you. And What part of Florida do you live in? Right now I'm in uh, the Cape Canaveral area, but born and raised in Miami, and I spent the last 10 years in Tallahassee. 
All right. I go. I went to Las Olas last Saturday. I'm, I'm on the West Coast, but I'd love to meet you face-to-face. In the meantime, thank you for this. I appreciate what you're doing. Gunowners.org. I'd love, I'd, love I'd love to be on your show in person. Absolutely. But again, thank we'll you it. for the hard work you do in being a beacon and voice of freedom. Again, we cannot do this by ourselves. E pluribus dunum. We're in this together. Luis Valdez, thank you so much, and I will have you back. In the meantime, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. All right, I'm going to go. It's kind of techno, right? Can you do that Russian dance? Well, you're young. Can you bend at the knees and do the Cossack kick? Do they still do that? No. They just sit there in chairs with hookers walking around with high heels and thongs. Wow. Get me to one of those John Wick parties, can you? Remind me of the 90s. Dan, Downers Grove. Sean, how are you tonight? I'm hoping you're wrong, brother, but I'm good. I'm aggravated. Okay, so here's my take on it. We, we know that the Democrats, the communists, always work in centralized power. So on that basis, what they're going to do is they're going to audit people. Once they find a mistake, and everybody's got a mistake in their taxes, addition, error, you put something in the wrong column, or you just outright cheated a little bit here and there. So everybody's got some sin, and then that's a felony. Once it's a felony, you can no longer own a firearm, and that's how they're going to confiscate the majority of the guns. My opinion. Do you know what? I got very lucky in life. Uh, I had the, the smartest kid in the neighborhood when we were kids. I, I hung around with him just by happenstance. You know, he, was, he grew up. He became the smartest. He really was brilliant. And he went to work right out of college for Arthur Anderson. And he only worked there for like a year and a half. And he was working with their biggest client. And he was my accountant. He's, I used to go to his mother's house in the basement. You know, do the paperwork. He he said to me, we he said something's going on at this company. This company's hanky. I don't do anything with them. I said, okay. So he goes, if I go on my own, will you stay with me? I said, sure. He went on his own, and we we went with him. He spotted the fraud in Arthur Anderson. You know how they helped Enron. So my guy has been, you know, my guy's the best of the best. He's been doing my stuff since I was eighteen years old. And for a while, I was thinking, ah, you know, I'm going to move and this and that. And he's big now. And I'm, and he still doesn't mind his, himself. And I'm thinking to myself, ah, you better always stick with this guy because this guy is brilliant. He, he, in fact, all he does is read the code. He's the one who told me what's coming out that people have no idea. And the fact that they're going to pass this, all this stuff. And where is the Republican new Congress? Have they mentioned the word of this? This should have been what they ran on. You have to see my phone lines, Dan. People are blown up because you're going to destroy the people who can afford it the least. That old man who probably gives a friend of his granddaughter 500 600 a month to come and check on him, clean the house, whatever. Now that kid's going to have to turn all that in, and he's going to have to account for it? And 1099-er? Come on. You're going to destroy society. In the meantime, he paid his taxes for how many years? It's just a joke, Dan. It goes to the old thing. The minute you adopt the policy that your money is the government's and you got to negotiate how to keep it, you're a slave, whether you admit it to yourself or not. Thank you, Dan. I'm a terrible slave, squirrel. Are you a terrible slave? Yeah. I can't see you climbing up a wall with bricks. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. I had a couple of things on my mind, but after all this, I mean, thing like that. I want to talk about this um, 
Tara Reid, I don't know if you remember, but when uh, Joe Biden was uh, running and everything Holy like that, um, he, yeah, with the, uh, sexual assault, and she was really a classy uh, class act because she didn't really want to make a big deal out of it. She went to the Senate. She she went through all the things to report it, report yeah. what happened, and all that kind of thing. And hey, you know what? He sent the goon squad. He sent them uh, yeah. those uh, the DOJ. They took and wrecked her life. They took and they ran her into the ground with money wise and putting uh, subpoenas. They did no, no investigation of Joe Biden. They did all the investigation on her, like treating her like a criminal. He's with them. You know, did John Gotti investigate uh, investigate the rat that flipped on him? Of course not. He was with him. That's how it you know it's, so sick. it's a mafia. You know what's so sick? Of, yeah. You know what's so sick about it? Our DOJ, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, they are worse than any kind of this, these, uh, like a uh, special police at all the different uh, t- uh, dictatorships have in that. We got it worse. These are worse because Do they pretend favor, like they're... Just look at Merrick Garland. That's the one that Obama wanted to be on the Supreme Court. Look at Merrick Garland. Follow him through his youth. Look who his friends were. Look. And then it's all for everybody to see. He's a Chicago very own Olinskyite. He's the same fracking thing, only he looks like a ferret. I only hope I had the, the, the pleasure of bumping into one of his relatives. Dan Green Oaks. Hey, Sean. Um, just so your, your uh, guest was talking about all the municipalities that were passing gun control laws, and one of those was Highland Park. Mm-hmm. Highland Park had an assault weapons ban in place since 2013. So what yeah. good did it do for Highland Park? They, do, they, they no. don't put these laws in place because they do any good. They put them in place to, ex- to, to exploit fascism. They like being it's, fascists. And what they don't even understand, these signaling. idiots, yeah. these idiots in Highland Park. Had I been there, had I been there, when I saw that freak walking in the building, I'd have been like, well, that don't look right. Ask my wife how many times I do this. Well, that don't look right. And then when I saw him shimmy down, I'd have shot him in the forehead myself. Right in the forehead. Boom! Now the problem's solved. In the meantime, they got the useful idiot. And now they're going to capitalize on it. They're not going to make anybody safer. Anybody. They're going to make everybody weaker. And they don't understand. All it would have taken was one good guy with a gun to shoot that piece of dung in the face on his way into the building. Now that's a winner, winner, chicken dinner. You got him with the gun. He's ready to go. He's got his woman's outfit on. Everybody wins. Thank you very much, Dan. They're going to help. How are they going to help? They're going to turn you into a slave. You're going to love it. Ask a Cuban if he likes being a Cuban. There's a reason. They strap themselves to a firestone and take to the ocean. It isn't because communism is utopia. Jim in Crown Point. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, just to add to the felon uh, idea here, felons can't vote. Oh, so they take a big your push, guns in your vote. There's a big push in Illinois to get them to vote. After all, who's a better Democrat than a scumbag convict? He's got all the attributes well, of being a Democrat. He steals. He lies, he cheats, and he's a deadbeat. He's a Democrat by nature. That's where they have to get well, the prisons. You'll never get a Republican win anywhere. Those are Democrat felons. The Republican felons will be gone. Not a Republican felons, yeah. Well, well the, the Republican felons will be a guy who wants to keep his own money. That's the new criminal. <laughs> Thank you very much. The guy who wants to steal from Walmart, he's a good guy. Let him take a 1000 a day. He's got kids. Wife to feed. Crack to smoke. He's just like our kids. 312. Wait, I want to play this. Hold on. Wait one second. Hold on one second, because I want to 
I want to play this. So you mostly just get rid of the It is a much more severe violation um, given what we're seeing on the ground. We are going to actually um, be more aggressive in our enforcement beyond deamplification. Let's say for the pro Trump thing, and I am anti Trump, I was like, oh, I, I banned this whole account. I'll go to you. I feel much better about this. You know that my account was seized on Twitter. The morning of January 6th, as I got on a plane to go to Florida, and it's still suspended. I feel much better about this. I knew they were afraid of me because I knew the whole time what this dimwit was, aside from the dementia. He's an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic. And to the caller before, yes, it's true. Joe Biden gave away $36 billion of your dollars to shore up the pension fraudsters at the UAW and all the other mafia members that gave their money to their cousin Vinny so he could open up a whorehouse and squandered the workers' pension. Yes, you're bailing that out, too. And you're bailing out the Ukrainian $20 billion, 60 cents out of every dollar the Pentagon steals. That's all on you. But you, don't you pay that landscaper $600. You're going to have to account for it. 312-642-5600. Ta-da! You're a Democrat. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I had to play this because it's nauseating and sickening, but more evidence that this isn't only a freak show in the Biden administration, but they're fracking criminals and thieves. An energy department official is accused of stealing luggage from Harry Reid International. The Aid News Now investigators learning a felony warrant has been issued for Sam Brinton, a deputy assistant secretary. You know which one that is, Ta-da! right? Squirrel? That's that bald moron with the mustache and the lipstick who wears the women's clothing with the dog collar around his neck. That's what Sigmund Freud would call an absolute mental, an example of mental illness. In this administration, they call that qualified. You know, we should start our own organization. The proud, heterosexual, well-endowed males of America. What do you think? Oh, I like that. Keep out all the Irish guys right there. All right. In the Biden administration, sources tell us Britain is caught on video stealing the luggage. Britain is accused of similar crime in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. He did it last month, too. He did it last month. And this scumbag works for you. You're paying this piece of garbage. He gets to prance around in a miniskirt. The man's man. I got, that has a whole new definition. Mental and behavioral health. And as your ash, I will continue that focus and support policy initiatives to improve Americans' physical and mental well-being. You're not my oh, ash. Oh, God. You're a 65-year-old man, pot-bellied in women's outfits. It's a man, baby. I know. Paul Bensonville. Three things. There's a website called quiverquant.com. What they do is show everybody in Congress what they buy, what they sell, how much they buy, how much they sell, and what they're buying exactly. So what types of stocks they're buying. Paul, this you, um, is I watch it too. Did you see the Democrat? The Democrat out of New York who had 128,000 transactions last year. Do you see him? Uh, actually, I, I did not. You know more than me. He's got 83 million in the stock market. He's a Democrat <laughs> congressman. 
Do you know? I mean, I, that's eight hours every day of just trading, and that's what passes for a Democrat congressman. He has more transactions than sixty percent of the hedge funds. One congressman. If if anybody wants to make some coin, become a I Democrat go, congressman because he'll never get audited either. Well, well, yeah. Go to quiverquant.com and see everything that's going on. But also, I want to say the word on the street is: you stop drinking because you used to get really excited by politics. Yeah, is that I'll, true? Yeah, and I end up in a fist fight virtually every night. That that's well. Talking about fist fights, I I listen to you too much. Yeah. I, well, I, I I was at Jewel a couple of days ago, and this 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 four year old kid was looking at his uh, uh, cell phone. He bumped into my cart, and I, I says, uh, "Hey, you little Irish, short in the pants, fourth right mafia uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, mafia member." I says, "Watch it." <laughs> so what happens is he put me off, and he, he uh, called me colonizer, but. Um, I'm listening too much to you. Colonizer. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of colonizers in Bensonville. Listen, Paul, you take care of yourself. And remember, if it even gets spicy, if you're, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but I'm the fastest. Thank you very much, Paul. Got to be fast. Of course, you got to roll with the punch. Roll with it. Don't just stand there. You know what I mean, squirrel? You'll end up on the floor spitting teeth out. You don't like that. That's not good for anybody. In the meantime, if you're in Chicago and you see a Kia, run. Just run. And, Cheryl, in all 11 cases, police say the suspect was driving a black Kia SUV pulled up, armed with a gun, demanding the victim's belongings. You know, this reporter's got some sort of a lisp. I find it fascinating. But, however, uh, 11 victims, he pulled up with a gun. Did he not hear about the gun laws in Chicago? Did this guy not hear about it? Hey, buddy, it's illegal to have that gun. It's terrifying. Walking along this stretch of Ashland Avenue in Wicker Park. I don't feel safe walking alone at night unless I have pepper spray. For some, now comes with a lingering fear. It's sad that no matter where you are, you have to be vigilant. Well, I I, I got a sneaky suspicion, all of you. I watched this episode. The girl's got the nose ring through her face like she was a, a cow back in 1883. She's got them through her eyebrows. She's all kind of freaky looking. So you probably voted for it. So now shut up. Shut up up because that scoundrel after they catch him your politicians you elected they want him to vote because they know the only thing that separates him from you is he's got that gumption to get a job and you don't so live amongst yourself democrat rats 312-642-5600 from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America. He's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. We're going to talk about a topic that I have not talked about a lot. And there's a couple of reasons I haven't talked about it a lot. First off, it's an atrocity that it's even a Supreme Court case. It's an absolute and total atrocity on the premise of, are people slaves to other people or are they not? 
See, I don't have to do jack for anybody that I don't want to. Number one. Number two, this idea that politicians, political parties, are weaponizing freedom in order to take it away nauseates me. And they're using, in this particular case, people who are gay. I have no opinion. I don't care. If anyone is gay, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me at all. I don't care who anyone loves. What offends me about this case is the idea that the government shows favoritism to people who are married. I don't care if they're heterosexual or, or homosexual. There, in there lies the problem. What is the government? Chuck Woolery? You want to have a contract? Have a contract. But this notion that I need the government to okay who I love or anybody else does is ridiculous. But it shows you that humanity is in its intellectual infancy. The idea that free speech or your free opinion can be controlled by somebody else is really outrageous. And that's my next guest's specialty. Her name is Sharice Trump. She is Speech First's executive director. She's worked for Heritage Foundation. She also has been the program manager at Alexander Hamilton Society. Sharice, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. You know, honestly, this is something that I think, I hear a lot of it on radio, and I, I, I think it's low-hanging fruit. I don't think it's even worth talking about, because in the, the only time it's worth talking about is if this, this poor woman loses this case. And then has to realize that because I am in business, I am a slave to anybody who wants to hire me. That's it, To me, it's that simple. Am I too mm-hmm. stringent on my opinion of freedom versus tyranny? <laughs> no, you're not. This is, I mean, this is a big case because it's going to, it, it, depending on which way the justices rule on this, it's going to determine, you know, whether or not the states can actually regulate speech based on its content. And this is something, you know, free speech is not a settled issue in this country. You, you would think it is because it's in the First Amendment. Yeah, which is because in the First Amendment. But there are, you know, as, as we move forward in time, you do have new issues that arise with various, you know, skills and talents that develop, such as digital platforms. In this case, it's regarding a website and what constitutes expressive nature and what that looks like. And, you know, if it is protected by the free speech clause of the First Amendment. And the justices, you know, it seems based on the questioning that they were leaning in Lori Smith's uh, favor, who's the one who's suing the state of Colorado because of this law. But then, again, you know, you do wonder, you know, what kind of dissenting opinion is going to come out of a scenario like this? What kind of if they do decide to rule against her, what will that look like? Because that's basically telling us that now the government has to can approve messages and can actually compel speech. And the premise of socialism is that you are enslaved Socialism, communism, Marxism. You are enslaved to everybody else, and mainly your government. But ultimately, this woman has a shingle outside of her door. I build websites. I don't care who walks in. If I walk in, and I walk in, I don't, I don't like you. I don't want to work for you. I turn around and I leave. Now, I did this with my businesses. I have a sign on, on a business, a retail business. I have Biden voters keep out. I don't want your money. Stay away from me. When you call my real estate, my cell phone, I say, I will not call you back if I even think you voted for Biden. I had a guy call me. He was a referral. He wanted to put to work a tremendous amount of money. I said to him on the phone, I don't know you, so I'm going to ask you a question. Did you vote for Joe Biden? 
He was quiet on the phone. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what your sexual proclivities are. If you subscribe to an ideology that this country has lost a million men fighting, that this country is a beacon against the idea of fascism, totalitarian, I don't want you within a thousand miles of me. So do I have the right to do that? Ultimately, this case can be contorted to where I no longer can do these kind of things. Right? Yeah, right. And that's the concern. So the Colorado law is already in place. And what Lori is filing is to have this law stop from being enforced. And in the reason, it's really important to note here with Lori's case, too, she's not actually turning clients away based on who they are. So she's not actually discriminating against them based on who they are. She's turning them away if they come to her to ask to create a website based on content that she actually doesn't believe in. So if if a gay couple comes to her and asks her to create a website about animals, that's something that she would totally serve them and she would have no problem with. But if they asked her to create a website about supporting gay marriage, then that's something that she would absolutely have a problem with because she's Christian and she believes that marriage is between one man and one woman. So it's it's important to make that, that specific uh, point here because of the fact that a lot of folks are characterizing this case as not only a religious liberty case, which is not a free speech case, but they're also characterizing it as some sort of anti-LGBTQ case and some sort of discrimination based on sex or gender identity. And that is absolutely not what this is so right now. Call, it's, it's about, I, I, mm-hmm. You know what's aggravating is that I have people I'm related to. I have people that I married into. I have people I love who are homosexuals. I don't care about that. But if they were to start to discuss the acts, I would be repulsed mm-hmm. by that. So ultimately, mm-hmm. do we have the right to our opinion? And you see this being the real onslaught. And the reason that it's wrapped in homosexuality is because they want to use it against totalitarianism, government supremacy. So they're, not, they're only fooling the morons in this country, the, the ones that are still dumb enough to be Democrats. Which is why I think we should all come together and as capitalists, as people who love this country, simply adopt the only way you can truly reject this kind of ideology and stop interacting with Democrats. What do you say about that? (laughs) I think I think you're right in that this will open the doors to where people can contort the decision if they do rule in in favor of, of Colorado in this case then that will open the door to very tyrannical rules. And this law already exists, let's keep that in mind. And when an interesting thing during the questioning, during the oral argument, is Justice Amy Coney Barrett asked the Deputy Solicitor General, Brian Fletcher, who's defending Colorado, you know, what if a website designer um, came, could they object to creating a site for a Catholic organization if they disagreed with the church's views on marriage? And, And then not object to creating a site for same-sex marriage because religion, and then he actually said that, yeah, they could not actually, they could object to creating a Catholic website, but not one on same-sex marriage because religion isn't a protected status, while sexual orientation is. And obviously, Justice Gorsuch corrected him on that and said that is absolutely not the case. The assumption is that religion is obviously protected because we have it written in the Constitution. Uh, So this is a lawyer. First Amendment. Just so I get this straight, a lawyer. A general. A lawyer, Mm -hmm. Yes, a de- the Deputy Solicitor General. And so that was something, you know, that shows where their head is at, right? They are very, they are bent on defending only this one protected class that they're particularly interested in. Because, um, they're, because the, they're the useful idiots that are, that are the weapon, the favored weapon of the, of the, of the liar, of the scoundrel, of yeah. the truth. Hey, hey, you said it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's... it's, it's 
disconcerting because you ask yourself, what is the next step here? As you mentioned, this totalitarianism that can come out of this. What's the actual goal of this Colorado law? It is to completely compel speech in favor of whatever the state government of Colorado says is appropriate. And that is, you know, fundamentally un-American, fundamentally in violation of the First Amendment. And as you mentioned before, the First Amendment has these things like the freedom of religion and the freedom of speech and press, because at the end of the day, it comes down to our natural right of freedom of conscience and how we think and what we think. So that is something that is so important to the culture of this country. And the fact that it's under question and under fire on a regular basis says two things. It says one Okay, maybe that's natural to this country because we like to question and push and challenge each other. And that's okay because it sharpens our skills. But the other concern is that means we have a whole cohort of individuals in this country who are bent on undermining the things that make this country great, that gives them the right to speak out and debate with us. It is, it is back to the principle of the Enlightenment. Do I have the property over myself? And do I have the property over my opinion? This is something that you should be hearing about in Beijing, where the Communist Party controls the attitude, controls the opinion of the citizens. Right. See, ultimately, I have the opinion, my own opinion, and I can hold it. I can live my life by it. The government isn't invited into that opinion. I mean, I already find it very difficult to work with very ugly Democrat women. I could never work with Lori Lightfoot. I don't care if she comes to me and wants to buy a $50 million house. I don't want you creeping around in my car. And this can actually go. I know it's an extreme, but it can go to that. And at that right. point, you and your chosen occupation, is a, you, are, you are deemed a slave. And that's outrageous right. to me. And we have examples of this right now happening in real time. If you look at the Chinese government and how they regulate and censor speech and coerce their citizens to say and believe what they what the government deems appropriate. Same thing happening in Iran and Russia. So this is something that if you, you know, if, if people don't believe this is going to lead down that path, look at how it happened in these countries and how it happened under Soviet regimes in the past. It's, it, we don't want the history to repeat itself here. The whole point of the Constitution was to kind of give us the tools necessary to really Really make sure that doesn't happen. Well, this is also a flaw in mankind because you're looking for people right. that uh, find you repulsive. You're looking for their approval, and you see, this is how I get around this because I don't even I don't even let them listen to this show. If they do it, they do it in secrecy, and they have to lie about it. I don't let them on my show, <laughs> and this is something that I think we need to really come together about. We need our own specific club of only Americanism, embracing the principles of liberty and freedom. All of that nonsense we pretend socialism and fascism and corruption is. So I think right. maybe it's time for business owners to stop doing business with people who disagree with the philosophy of freedom and liberty. Just stop and say, you know, yeah, have that be the litmus test. Do you are you right. an American and do you believe in my freedom? If not, get the hell out of my store. Don't come to my office. I don't want to know if I'm a lawyer, an accountant, a, a baker, whatever the case is. This could work. And it's not just, you know, business owners. I mean, so it does need to happen on the small business side. We do need to have folks who are willing to stand up to the woke mob a lot more. But then we also need students to stand up because a lot of what my work does with speech first is we sue universities that violate the free speech rights of students. And what we see on campus is this is kind of the front lines. I mean, with the Marxist professors that you've got teaching students and indoctrinating them, and then you have administrators on campus who are advocating for a lot of these policies that target and censor speech 
these students are coming out of the school system thinking that this is totally normal and that this is how the world works. Those students are going to get the life they deserve then. Because my favorite part is they think they want it until they try it on. And you could ask any former Soviet, any former Venezuelan, any former Cuban, did you like it? Was it fun? And that's the only part of society that's going to get what they deserve. But in the meantime, if we don't organize ourselves and really come mm-hmm. together as a union of Americans against this fascistic government supremacy that we're living through, because this isn't about equality. This isn't about fairness. This is about wielding the right to be a racist, wielding the, the right to be a misogynist, a, a sexist, a bigot. Only this time they get to pick. I don't like it at all. I want the kind of freedom I had prior to the to the year 2008. I want the kind of freedom that allows this country and people to live with their own opinions and their own freedom. How do I get that? Yeah, I mean, this is something that, I mean, you bring up an interesting point here, because this is something that they, on the far left, are trying to do. It's not about, they talk about equality and diversity a lot, but really that's not what their goal is. Their ultimate goal is the consolidation of power, and they have, these identity groups that they have figured out to create these pockets in society that are willing to tow the, the, the woke line. And the reason they say these things and, the, and they go down the path that they do with these types of minority groups and stuff is because this is exactly what happened, you know, under communist Russia and the Soviet yeah. regimes. This is exactly how they consolidated power and then eventually divided the, these groups enough to where they could control everyone. And, and so that is something that, yeah. Part of this is our fault. We call it woke. This is anything but woke. This is asleep. It's in a fog. It's in a regression. This is the ideology of all dictators, of all fascists. They're not woke. Woke is the enlightenment. That's why it's called the enlightenment. Finally, human (laughs) beings pulled their head out of their derriere and said, you know what? No man is the slave to another. This is what we have to go back to. I don't know how we lose arguments to these D-students, to these morons, (laughs) these pro-communists, these pro-fascists, these government supremacists. I don't want to lose arguments to them anymore, or I want to simply divorce them and separate. So is there a secession movement you're willing to support, or do you want to be the first member of mine? I mean, look, I, I think this is, this is a, great, a great start to the, the conversation, which is asking yourself whether or not you want to be a slave to, to the government, because that is essentially what this case is about. This is what all free speech cases are asking. It's like, what can the government control? Because, you know, we put in our First Amendment that Congress shall make no law to bridge the right to free speech. And the reason we put that in the way, the specific phrasing that is in there is so important to recognize there are no exceptions. And the Supreme Court has held up time and time again that there really aren't many exceptions to this one. And if you look at countries around the world, even Western countries like Canada and Western Europe, they always write exceptions into their free speech clauses of their constitutions. They always say you have the right to free speech except for in these various scenarios. We didn't do that because the whole... Right. The, well, the premise of everything was that you can't have the government defining these exceptions. You can't have them defining what words mean. If you want to say that you're going to outlaw offensive and hate speech, who gets to define what hate and offensive speech is? I you think know, we've lived through that over the last couple of years. Hate speech has become a rebuttal to the government right. opinion. And right. in there is the fascism. It is, that is the true definition of a, of a fascistic totalitarian system. Yeah, they'll say whatever they don't like is hate speech, essentially. How does this look? 
How does the case, I know you're very familiar with it, I know you're involved in it, you're in the day-to-day yeah. arguments. The problem is, I've got Sotomayor, who has no reason to be there. I've got Affirmative Action Jackson. I've got Fat Judge in a little role, Belena Kagan. These stupid son of dogs will vote every time with fascists. They are fascists. So how do we look? I mean, look, the, the justices actually, the questioning was pretty fair on the most part in that I, you get a pretty good sense listening to the oral arguments that they're going to go the right way on this. They're going to go in, in the direction of, of glory with three, you know, 303 Creative and recognizing that, look, states cannot compel people at the end of the day. They just cannot compel and force people to make statements that they don't believe in. Uh, and that is a pretty fundamental right in the First Amendment. And it's I'm pretty confident that the court will, will rule in her favor. And so I, I'm not too worried about this one, but I think the reason why it's so important is because, you know, every time a free speech case gets to the courts, all these issues kind of come up again, all these questions of, you know, what defines speech? What is, what's the difference between, you know, this creative art and you know, especially since she's doing digital art online versus, you know, just providing a service like at a restaurant who's serving someone, because there is a difference there at, when it comes to who the, who the First Amendment protects. And I actually think it, the girl is wrong. You know, I don't know that I don't know the nuance of what they wanted her to build. I actually think she's wrong. If, if, if her thing is, hey, I don't like them because they're gay. Well, I think she's an idiot and she's wrong. But I still think she has the freedom to do that. And it's an important yeah, I mean, her, case. She's you not know, even rejecting she, yeah, she's not even turning gay couples away. She's not rejecting them based on who they are. In fact, she's just saying she doesn't want to create a website that supports gay marriage. So, if it, like I said, if a gay couple comes to her and asks her to create a website about, like, you know, uh, animals or nature or something, she'll be totally fine to work with them. And she's worked with uh, c- people from the LGBT community before. So she's not discriminating of who the clients are. And that's so important in this case because a lot of, you know, leftist media is really conflating what this case is well, about. That's what by they saying do. That they lie. You got to remember right. who and you're talking really We're from about- Chicago. You saw the story that the Veritas of the, of the school <laughs> right. day. Did you see that outrage? Now, I don't care what oh, your yeah. sexual proclivities are. The idea that teachers are doing this to our children, everyone should be outraged. But we're living in right. a sick world. We're living in a society that wants fascism, that wants totalitarianism. This is the first time people who have been insignificant their entire life get to feel like they're important and on the right side of things. And that is how all countries fail. The Bolsheviks were 10% of Russia before it became the Soviet Union. Fidel Castro was down to the smallest numbers in support before he murdered everybody with Che Guevara. So I'm well aware of how this doesn't take a lot of people. I'm concerned with the motivated, vicious, corrupt few. Yeah, and that's really, it is, they are the ones who are the loudest about it, too. And they get the most attention, they get the most coverage. And right now they have a monopoly on a lot of our media and a lot of our, like, you know, when you think about Hollywood and how overrun it is, the messaging is completely overrun by the left right now. And that's something that is puts the conservatives at quite the disadvantage, especially when it comes to protecting their right to speech. Have you thought about a heterosexual pride movement? I mean, aside from Mother's Day and Father's Day? I've seen people attempt stuff like this. You know, there there was a movement. Um, they wanted yeah. to be added to the LGBTQ uh, acronym for, like, super straight, I think it was. Uh, so yeah. there is a... There, there are well, that's what I call Father's Day. Heterosexual pride. Because if it isn't for me, there's none of you freaks walking around. Sharice Trump, I love what you do. Keep it up. And when I get in trouble, I'm calling you to defend me. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Bye. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. 
Колбас колбасит соло, колбасер по пояс голый. Fantastic Friday. Man, oh man, is that Victor Bout having the time of his life? He's probably getting what I like to call the Genghis Khan. Oh, and if you're a student of history, you know exactly what that entails. It's like falling asleep at Pete Buttigieg's house. Rich in the Hyde Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Good. I listened to your last guest, and I just wanted to add one thing to this. Um, why is it that the LGBT community wants respect to, and the rights to have uh, same-sex marriage and wants everybody to respect their rights? Why don't they respect the rights of others who have uh, different beliefs? Well, how about, just the, how about beliefs? just the respect for parents? You're going well, yeah, to I mean, give yeah, my kids sex yeah. toys? Pooh-wee. I have a couple. I have a couple things about that. But why do they think that there's they have so so many more rights just because of their sexual preference and who they're attracted to? I mean, I don't care what they do in their life. That's their life. It's none well, of my business. Here's the other thing. But why do they well, think that so many homosexuals before them didn't have respect? Who are these ignorant, arrogant morphodites to think that the homosexuals throughout history, or in this country specifically, didn't have dignity or didn't ha- or needed their help? Then again, you probably grew up with many homosexuals. Did you know a one of them that shaved his head, grew a mustache, and put on an evening gown and thought that was a yeah, resume builder? We can respect what they have. It's their, that's their life. But you have to respect what I believe in also. You can't just say, well, you have to go along with what I'm saying. And then and then a lot of the things that they've been doing in the schools. When in your life did you have a sex education class where they teach you how to use sex toys? Never. I mean, never. never. I, a, I, when, I, I was lucky. I, I had say? girls that wanted to take me in the locker room and teach it to me. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was a better time. Teachers would have never thought that. Never. The idea you're going to give them sex toys? And not only that, unusual ones? Of course, that's what the parents get. You hired a guy in Laura Petri leotards who painted his nails. See, the other thing is you're entitled to your opinion. I don't like the way that looks, and I don't care what sexual proclivity you have. But then again, I remember when homosexuals were dressed like Rock Hudson or Cary Grant. I loved them. I was the biggest fan, still the biggest fan. They didn't need this new modern Nazi to feel good about themselves or have dignity. They didn't need the approval of anybody because they were men and women of character, regardless of their sexual orientation. This is a new crop. Now I got to look at some freak in an evening gown with lipstick on and a shaved head and pretend he's pretty. It's hard enough to do with the actual women, like Lightfoot or Awardy, who make me throw up in my mouth. Imagine if they had a Schwansteiger. Michael, Southside. Good evening, Sean. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Anytime, Michael. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so very amazed by liberals who condone discrimination on the one hand, but then decry it on the other. Uh, Kristen Sinema, uh, her PR firm just dropped her today. She, she sued? Oh, no, but or, you know, you know, you know I, I didn't like Kristen Cinema's politics in the same fashion I don't like Mitch McConnell's politics, in the same fashion I don't like Paul Ryan's politics. I, Kristen Cinema is a bought and paid for 
lobbyist whore, whether it's for Wall Street, Big Pharma, or the rest of it. So to pretend that she's going to be relevant to my ideals of principles, freedom, and a restrained government is a fool's mission. And I'm not, you know, I, she's still a terrible politician in the way so many Republicans who are sellout whores are. So I think the problem, too, is that we are seeking a win so much so we'll recognize a fraud political whore like Christine Cinema and say, okay, now it's better. No, it's not better because we allowed our own side to become very, very cozy with the idea of pay-to-play schemes that we hate in Democrats. Oh, I totally agree. All right. I thought for a minute there I stifled you with my rebuttal. You know how much I appreciate you calling and listening. Thank you, my friend. I truly do. In the meantime, I want to really focus on the criminality of our government. You see, these are gangsters who wield the power of extortion. The power to confiscate, the power to imprison, the power to intimidate. And they're doing it openly and notoriously. Let me ask you something. Do you think Joe Biden holding a billion dollars hostage to force the Ukrainian government to fire the prosecutor that is investigating the corrupt oligarch who's paying his son a million dollars a year? Did getting that prosecutor fired benefit that oligarch? Of course it did. And that's why we as the American people should not support the idea that we're helping Ukrainians when nobody in this country wanted to help Ukrainians for eight years as that very oligarch killed his own citizens. See, that's important to realize. Not everybody's as stupid as a Democrat. Hi, good night, everybody. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about they didn't pay the bills and they got her paid. Here's what I think we have to fight about inflation here right now. That's what- Take it easy, Franks and Beans. In the meantime, this is what disqualified this dimwit in diapers. Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, I guess, the 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and, uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion-dollar loan guarantee. And I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had. They were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah. I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." Right there, you should have arrested this short in the pants Irish gypsy. Right there. Now this is just the destination it goes. The road leads to when you ignore this as criminality. He is a two-bit gangster whore. It was never his money. But something tells me Joe Biden may be worth a billion dollars. Thank you, Senator Cruz. Senator Van Hall. Are you going to allow him to answer the question, Madam Chairman? I am not going to allow him to answer the question. I'm- Why are you co- So the Democrat mafia does not allow the nominees to answer the question because the Democrats need more foot soldiers, more capos, more earners. Because this isn't a government. This is not a government. No government should have oligarchs in it despots in it that have this kind of arrogance they said you have no authority you're not the president the president said i said call him (laughs) i said i'm telling you you're not getting a billion dollars not even the president had that authority do you know why the congress the people's representatives approved the billion dollars not dimwit short in the pants irish mafia or i like big butts and i cannot lie obama neither one had the authority to act like that. Nobody does. But now, 
These are the same gangsters, the same scum that are in charge of the IRS. Like who it will impact. And I guess that's the question here is what are the implications with the criticism that we've seen over it unfairly targeting certain certain groups of people? Only the ones that aren't in the mafia. Only the ones that voted for Trump. Only the ones that speak against the crack-smoking whore's father. Only me. Only you. Only Republicans. That's who the new 87,000 Gestapo, pretending to be IRS agents, are going to target. They're not going to look into one of Rosemont Seneca's investments, not one of their employees. But they will look into you. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Uh, it's not, I like the Russian techno. Got my John Wick costume in the car. Put that on, go out like a Russian arms dealer. Ghetto Industrial Platers, Unistaff Jobs, Goldberts Farm in Pingree Grove, just to name a few who have taken advantage of the business benefactor. Freedom Square, wonderful guys at Freedom Square. Robert Bloomingdale, come down to the end of the show, hey. kid. Hey, so, Sean, how you doing? I want to ask you quickly, are they ever going to get that Marine out of Russia? The one who's, uh, the Mar- I don't think Biden's trying hard enough. Yeah, they'll get him out. We're going to have to trade six out? nuclear weapons and the location of all the Republican areas first. But they'll get him out. Don't worry about it. Well, yeah, right. When, when hell freezes over, sorry. Yeah, they'll get him out. Well, you know what? Uh, do you think he was there on vacation the way he said? I, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know why he was there. Or what the circumstances are. Three initials, and they're not IRS, but there's an I in it. Thank you very much. Not that I think he should be a captor. Not that I think he should be a captor, but I'd like to know where my 60 cents out of every dollar that's going to the Pentagon is. I'd really like to know where that is. Of course, I'd like to know where Social Security money is. Where's that? Oh, it's one big slush fund. It's so big, even that fat bastard Pritzker could lay around and roll around in it with his wife, the family of manatees. Ron, Carol Stream. Sean, I don't know what I would do without you helping me reconcile my sanity every single day. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. I'm calling to, I'm call, I'm calling to not swear, but I'm calling oh. to appreciate your all the words. All of the words. I can't think of them all. Schwanzbeier. Yes. <laughs> Freak. You know, yes. I love all you're saying. Freak. Hey, and then... Uh, <laughs> now listen, and, I want you to go out tonight in your John Wick costume, and I want you to pretend that you're hanging around with Victor Bout, and he's picking up the check. And you, Vladimir Putin, and Victor, you're going to have the time of your life. Because the Russians, they're winning. Of course, they paid him to win. Ukrainians winning. Wives, 20 million, 150 million in suitcases. Chinese, oh, they're kicking our ass. Everybody's winning because you have an asset of enemies, foreign and domestic, pretending to be the president. Everybody knew what this short-in-the-pants gypsy was. Everybody. And they put him in anyway. So you're going to get what you want for a little while, so take solace in the fact it'll all be over, and in the meantime, 
Maybe you can trace to where 60 cents in the Pentagon money is. Maybe you should buy yourself a black bulletproof suit, start listening to techno music, and go into the arms business. What's the penalty? Go, Victor! Go, Victor! Victor and Vlad doing that Russian kiosk dance, kicking around some strippers. Good for the economy. All right, everybody have a great weekend. And if you're in Chicago, run from Kias. Don't go up to Kias. They rob you. And there's nothing worse than getting robbed by a guy who can't say the word ask. All right, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Serpentine if you have to. Let's listen to Cher when she was sexy. good weekend. Stay away from Kias. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.